Hello everyone and welcome aboard to the latest edition of the SEALS podcast. I'm your host, Albert Davis. This is episode number 37 of your official Chester FC podcast. As ever, don't miss a minute of the show. Keep up to date on your favourite app, Spotify, Apple, any of the others, or even just download from us right here at thesealspodcast.buzzsprout.com. So today we're focusing on a hectic run of away games for the Blues, six in a row they've had, and a look in particular at one man's milestone with the club. So let's get straight into it and hear from defender Matty Williams. Matty became just the 14th man to reach 100 Chester FC appearances since the club reformed back in 2010, joining fellow teammates Kevin Roberts, Declan Weeks and George Glendon in doing so. We caught up with him at a bitterly cold Russian Olympic after our one-all draw there on Tuesday night to reflect on the result, but also look back on what's been a memorable two and a half years for Willow. Willow, we'll uh, reflect on the game first. Another point on the road tonight at Russian Olympic. What were your thoughts on that 90 minutes? Um, well, just started slowly first half and it's just become a little bit flat I think we've had a few games like this on the road now and these are probably the places where you're looking you know we're dropping points there we're dropping points there but you know got to take a positive both you know we've hit the points target that we set but you know if we want to push on in the league these are the games where you go all right this is a game in hand go and put more points on the board you can be happy and unhappy at the same time it's a scrappy game I think it's fair to say, particularly in that first half, was it fair to say it was going to be settled by moments like those decisions, such as a penalty at each end in the space of six minutes? Yeah, I mean, first half, both teams sort of flattered to deceive, didn't they? Just moved the ball around and there's a bit of to and fro and really wasn't really much to it. And then obviously both decisions are, are given and sort of settles the game, doesn't it? Ultimately, we've come off the back of a run of six consecutive away games, a lot of travelling, I think 1,400 miles or so. And we've come away in the league in particular with a, a really good points return that sort of sets us up nicely for a run of home games now. Yeah, as we say, you know, we've hit the points target we set. But if you want to go where we want to go, you know, you've got to smash that points target. So that's where I'll hold my hands up. I'm still not sure. I'll have to see it back. But, you know, give the pen away. It is what it is. Got to move on to the next game now. A real big positive for you, making your 100th appearance for the club tonight. You're only the 14th man to do so in 13 years or so. You must be really enjoying life here and delighted to have reached the century. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I've loved every minute here. It's a massive club. I'm you know, proud to say I've made 100 appearances for Chester. Hopefully I'll make many more and uh, do something special with the club. Remember when you first arrived and John, it was at the time, talked about how you were head and shoulders in them trial events. It was quite a unique situation. How how was it for you at them times? What do you remember from a couple of years ago? Uh, to be honest, I was probably close to stopping playing football. Um, I went and trained with Southport and got to thank Liam Watson for that, to be honest with you. He let me come and train and to be honest, I, was, I had a few clubs at this, once I got released from Accrington and Aston, but my head just wasn't in it come away from it, train with Southport and then Ben and Jono got me in on the trial day and I'm, you know, I'll always be grateful for those two for giving me the opportunity and just making me feel the way they did when I come in, got me loving for me football again to be honest and come into the environment, you know, come into a club like Chester and you go, wow, you know, I'm, I'm really enjoying myself here and since then I've just loved every minute, the fans have been brilliant with me from the very start so I've got a lot of people to thank along the way and hopefully I can put 
you know, a few smiles back on uh, people's faces. You come in and uh, you hit the ground running really quickly. Obviously, 35 appearances in your first season, winning player of the season as well for that year. Did did you envisage 12 months on how quickly that you, you would progress in that first year? No, because to be honest, I thought of them well in my first year. And I look back now and I go, I've watched games back since and I go, you know, what are you doing there? So, you know, it's good that I, I've won that and it's good that I feel like I can better myself. As I say, the fans voted for me. So, they've always, as I say, they've always been great with me. I've loved every minute with them. And, you know, I try and give me all every game for them. So, hopefully, long may I continue. Remember when we when you first signed, we talked about the influence of the likes of Danny Livesey, Simon Grands, and I think we spoke earlier this season about how almost there's that there's that mentality shift probably for you personally now, where you're a, a senior defender now and you've got to take a lot of responsibility on. Yeah, I feel old, 23, <laughs> but even in training, one of the sometimes I get drawn into the older lads. But to be honest, yeah, I do I enjoy it? I take on you know the experienced lads that I played with, even Kev as well. You look at them, you go, you know, they've had proper careers so any bits of advice they give me I'll take on board and I'll try and use it to my advantage so yeah just got to thank them as well to be honest so happy but could have marked it with a bit of a better performance but it is what it is perhaps it wasn't tonight but is there a particular moment a game perhaps that sticks out in your memory or your favourite moment so far at the club Um, probably my first goal against Blythe I remember it probably the best out of the score for the club as well as I say, that's something I do want to work on. I'm not got a goal yet this season. So, you know, a few people have been telling me that now. So it's about time I score a few more goals for the club. But yeah, life at home, that was sort of special to score my first goal for the club. And, you know, just so many memories on the way. But that's probably the one that I can pick off the top of my head. I'm sure you'll want to make a few more and make this a memorable season. We go into that run as we talk about now, four home games in a row, a chance to really start building some momentum in the league table. Yeah, as we say, we're happy but disappointed probably coming away from this game but we've got home games now and that's where we get the fans behind us. That's where we try and put our points on the board and that's where we try and move up the table. So all I can ask the fans is to do is back us like they have all season since I've been here. Same as that every day, every uh, week and you know, hopefully you can push us up the table. Well, congratulations. Cheers, thank you. Our second guest is manager Callum McIntyre. He discusses a busy month with more than 1,400 miles travel on the road and a run of six successive away matches coming to an end this week. Callum dissects the games, talks about the Manager of the Month accolade, which was awarded since we last caught up on this show, and he also talks about his love for our latest centurion in Matty. Here he is now on the Sealed Podcast. <laughs> Cal, we're reflecting back on what's been a, a hectic month, 1,400 miles or so on the road. It takes its toll, I'm sure, on the staff, the players as well, and also fair play to the fans who have spent a lot of money this month as well, travelling up and down the country. How have you found it? If I'm being really honest, uh, tough, tough logistically, tough um, in terms of being tired. And I think if I'm feeling tired, the staff will be feeling tired and the players, it must be another, a whole another level. It's really strange, isn't it? I feel, and I've, I've done it to death, but I don't think I've ever quite articulated my point properly about the schedule and what I'm not happy with. The nature of the cup means that if you progress in the cup competitions beyond uh, the first two games at the rounds we enter, so second and third qual, if you make the fourth qualifying round, if you have the, the first round, 
um, ultimately you lose your league fixture every other week, basically. Now, the way the fixtures are generally done on Saturdays, the home away, is we lose our home games. So we've, we've not played them. To fixture a game on the date of a potential first round replay, um, is really, really strange. So we obviously, the Buxton fixture gets rearranged. To then have this dynamic where the county cup takes priority over the league, because you have to play those games in the, the rules of the competition within 42 days, it creates a basket case scenario in November, December for the clubs that have progressed in the competition, which means that the games, the context of the fixture list is totally different in that our game at Rush All Olympic is a different fixture than it was earlier on in the year. We're playing Tamworth at a different time. Where you can then really feel the struggle is we're always going to have a smaller squad. Always. Um, that is how I believe we can be successful. That means injuries, particularly in the way that we've had it in certain positions. I wouldn't, it wouldn't be fair for me to say hit us harder than anyone else, but I'd certainly say hit us harder than plenty of other clubs in the division that have an ability to go and replace those players quicker than we can and certainly uh, have bigger squads in the first place. Um, like I, I laugh when I go to these places and I see clubs having four or five lads that aren't involved doing their stuff before the game. And I'm thinking we've, we've never really had that bar once or twice. So it makes it really difficult. On the other side of that, I think it is a reflection on the mentality of the players, the commitment of the players, their attitude, their endeavours, that we've got 11 points from six away games, which is phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. The two at the beginning are the real local ones. And then from there, you just get no respite, dear, in terms of the, the trips to the northeast, to Tuesday night at Alfred Earn at Rushall. And as much as I know managers in this level like to pretend we're full time. I know it's a really good soundbite for their own supporters to say we're full time when we're really, really not. But I understand um there's some managers that'll be really defensive of their own performances by talking about um an artificial statement that we're full time. Um our lads will go to work on Wednesday morning after a Tuesday night game, just like plenty of others in the league. We're not the standout case. But after those additional Tuesday night games, you then Back on the training ground on Thursday, we give the lads a lot of Thursdays off just to sleep and recover. We're then training Friday. In the case of South Shields, we're going the night before, we're travelling to a game. Um, it's really tough. And I probably the only time I've seen it, I saw it in the first half at Darlington of, wow, we're in the middle of a hectic schedule here. We're in the middle of wedged between FA Cup games at the time. Um, the only league fixture within five games, wasn't it, um, with the trophy as well. And then probably in the first half at Rushall, I saw lads that are going, wow, we've, we've had a tough weekend and a tough midweek and a tough weekend before that. Um, and that, that becomes really tricky. So for us to have got the points return, I almost want to have said my bit around injuries, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I do want to hammer that point. I'm really, really proud of the players for what they've done. A, a really small group of players not really been selecting more than 16. That's all we've had fit or we've had available. Their commitment. I'm really, really proud of them. Really pleased for them. And equally, a really important word, not a last word for our supporters. It's tough at the minute. Financial climate in this country is, is as tough as it's ever been in, in my lifetime. Um, to look at people paying their £18 to get into the ground or whatever it is, to the travel. We obviously saw we ended up on the supporters bus, didn't we, <laughs> on the way to Darlington. But to see the money that people are putting into travel to come and support the lads, and I mean support, they don't they don't turn up and spectate. Our supporters support us, um, and for us to have rewarded them with some really positive results for everyone that's done all six, we're really grateful for you. Um, we hope we've made some of them journeys worthwhile. Certainly, the South Shields one I feel will have been one that we made worthwhile. Some solid points either side of that. 
but we appreciate um, your time, your effort, your commitment, the finance that goes into it because it's tough. And logistically, it's been tough for the club and I praise the club and those involved in making those away games happen because it has been a slog. And I think for us to have come out, if, if we were to replicate that form, um, 11 points every six away games, I think we'll be in an absolutely phenomenal position if our home form continues. Uh, we have to move on at some point from that start. I think we have. I think I almost need to do that and not reference it as much as I do. But fundamentally delighted with what we've achieved uh, in those six games together. That's players, that's the club and certainly our supporters. As you say, that points returning what's been such a gruelling period is uh, is impressive and it's a, a real platform in terms of them, them next four home games in a row we've got coming up. We talked about the schedule. You've still got another Saturday, Tuesday to, to take on. And then after that game on the ninth, things start to clear up a little bit. And then suddenly you're back at the Christmas period and that's always a, a busy time again, isn't it? But as I say, we've got them, them four home games in a row now coming up where there's a real opportunity to build on what's been a platform created in, in the home, in the away games with the points return. I think that's important. I think, um, pleased with the points return, um, probably frustrated along the way in isolation. So I was frustrated fundamentally with the Russia All Olympic game, um, in isolation. I was, um, yeah, frustrated would be the word, uh, just because I thought it was an opportunity to back results up. I was disappointed with the Darlington result. Really, really disappointed. I was in a place where, I felt the Southport game was going to be a really tough place to go and I thought we were excellent. I think Curzon always raised the game against us and it could be a tough fixture. I thought we were excellent and the South Shield result was a phenomenal, really unique one. Um, so delighted with the points return, but I want us to be better. I spoke after the Alfred game. One again, we were delighted with the point given the context at the time. Um, it's tough. This division is tough and we need to keep wanting to improve. I want us to be a club that wins. That's the phrase I've used. I've spoken to the board about it, spoke to the players consistently, and that is improving in cup competitions, improving in the league. I don't think this year we're a team that wins that division. I think it's Scunthorpe's, and then I think after that you've got some clubs that financially will will almost compete closer to them. Um, we need to be a team that gets in the playoffs, and then we need to be a team that's better in the playoff situation than we were last year. I believe we will be. I really, really believe that. What's important is that the home form, which we talked a lot in the summer, made a lot of changes to make us better at home. We, at the moment, look like a, a title-winning team at home for a point return. 2.2 points per game over the opening seven. I want us to maintain that over the five home games in this block of six. So, you're dead right, but it's going to be tough. Gloucester will be a really difficult game for us. Brackley will be a really difficult game for us. Then you look at, like I say, Brackley and Tamworth. Tamworth are right up there. You look at them really tough fixtures with Boston, the bank holiday game um, with Warrington. It's going to be tough. But I think what we've done in the last two blocks after moving on from that difficult start, build some consistency, become difficult to beat, put points on the board. But I think we really need to do that going into the next two blocks, the block into Christmas and then after Christmas. I certainly want to have a better festive period in January than we did last year. So pleased with the momentum that we've tried to generate. But I do want us to have more, certainly more than, than what we've shown. And that's a positive. We have to keep trying to go forwards, all of us, and we don't settle for what we've got. In terms of since we've last spoke on this podcast, the way that the timings go, Manager of the Month for October 2023 was awarded in November. Um, it's a, a phrase that we used around the place was, was team of the month, which you were very keen to talk about. It, it's, uh, it, it, it's nice to be recognized though, isn't it? 
yeah, look, I'm, I'm not someone that's ever won any individual accolades. What was I? I don't think I was ever the best looking. I don't think I ever looked the youngest. I definitely wasn't the quickest. Um, I've, I don't come from that background of having, uh, recognised as an individual. So, uh, maybe it's nice. Maybe it is. I, I choose to look at it from a club's point of view of, I think they're awarding the manager because it was the manager of that team and that club and that team did that. It's team of the month, club of the month. Spoke to the players about it at length. Um, it was nice to see the lads recognised for a brilliant October where we talked around building some momentum in our season and we did that with, we've shown that we can win away, certainly including the FA Cup game at Hartlepool. Um, that is something I'll look back on with real pride. We then showed we could win back-to-back aways with the Southport game and the Curzon game. They were important. We followed that up with our home form. We got into the first round of the FA Cup. I do think that those 31 days in October will prove really important in our season because it built momentum, built confidence. I just think it's brilliant when the, the team are recognised. A lot of people want to talk about our club from the outside. They do. Um, for some, it's uh, an admiration. They want to. They want what we have, whether it's crowds, some clubs in the league above or like that. For others, it's a, a bit of an obsession and the way they speak about us. And I really relish that and relish the that we are the standard setter, we, people have expectations of us internally and that's good. I enjoy working in that environment. For us, when we're recognised, I think it's great and I was really pleased that the players are recognised. Uh, I think George Glendon should have won player of the month. I thought that was a proper dial 999 job because someone had been robbed. Um, that recognition for the group um, that sort of received on their behalf was, was really, really nice and I think it's important that the players' contribution over that period of time had been recognised. But once again, I keep saying it, we want to be a club that that is consistent and that's the aim. And we want to be, like I say, a club that wins, a club that wins consistently and for us, a club that achieves promotion. And just finally, a word on an individual from your team who we spoke to earlier on this podcast, Matty Williams, became the 14th man to make his 100th Chester FC appearance. He's a player that seems like he goes from strength to strength. I think he said earlier that he's 23 years old. He feels like an old man in that defensive unit, such as his progression over the past couple of years. You must really enjoy working with him. Yeah, he's a man. He is a man. I like, I like the way that's phrased. Um, I love him. I absolutely love him. I love him as a player. I love what he's about. He is a brave, strong physical, industrious centre-half with style, with quality, with easy on the eye. Um, I love him as a lad and what I've loved is um, when I came to the football club I thought he had real potential and I think you saw that and people had brought him in previously and he'd been, he'd been in and out, I think he played less games in that first year than um, you might realise if you look at the makeup since for him to have fundamentally hit 100 appearances a third of the way into probably just over a third into his third season last season was really where he broke in and nailed his aim um, he won't mind me sharing that I, I pushed him early doors I, I was like we want to do this with you and this with you and this with you and it isn't always about being your mate um, it probably took him a bit of time to realise that his progression and his commitment to his craft um, is excellent but his development as a personality in the changing room is something I've really enjoyed seeing um, he is like you say feels like an old man yeah, with the amount of games he's played. And we're always going to be a young group. That's the model. Uh, I think people misunderstand that sometimes and think that means we're always going to operate with like under 21s or under 23s. It's not. It's players of a certain background. We pick them up. I think Matty Williams will play in the Football League and uh, he knows privately some of the conversations we've had and what I think about him. I just think it was really nice that he um, he was recognised because to play 100 games from a fo- for any football club is really special. And I'm really glad the club have chosen to, to sort of mark that and celebrate it. To do that at his age is remarkable. 
to do that at his age with as many good appearances. He's not been handed a shirt. He's had competition from him, in my opinion. We all love Harrison Burke. I think Liam Edwards is the most underrated player in the league, by the way, not just, I don't mean internally. Uh, you look at his numbers and what he contributes. I think for, for Matty to have had that competition consistently, to have been, what I mean, up against, I mean, a competitive sense. Danny Livesey, I think, is one of the best centre-halves that's ever played for this club. Um, and obviously that Livesey and Grand Partnership um, before my time. Um, realistically, you can see he's always had competition. So in that 100 games, he's never been handed a shirt. So I, I can, I could probably fill a podcast with my thoughts on Matty Williams. Here's the simple, simple way of looking at it. Really talented footballer, unbelievable person, done so much for the football club. I want him to do more. And push him and push him and push him. But I think it's important that we have that recognition. Now, he'll be gutted with the way his 100th game was because he's a winner. That's what he is. He's a winner all the time. But um, he's someone that I, I certainly enjoy working with in a group of outstanding individuals, a real unity with each other, a real togetherness and a real, they are a part of the football club. They really are. They're not detached. They're in the thick of it. And everything you see of them, that bond that they have with the supporters, they're really genuine. It's not for show. And, uh, this time we're recognising Matty. I look at that group and I certainly think there's some individuals that over the course of the next 6, 12, 18, 24 months, I hope we get to celebrate even more of them. And that will do us nicely for the November edition of the Seals podcast. We're hoping, weather permitting, to have a double header at the Leap 76 Stadium this weekend as the men face Gloucester on Saturday while the women host Altrincham on Sunday. Make sure you get down to the Diva, show your support much like your backing of this podcast, it certainly does not go unnoticed and is always appreciated. I'll see you back here in a month's time. Bye for now. Listener.